0: welcome to another edition of the froggy wednesdays on the stripe show podcast thank you so much for joining us we're joined every week uh, by a special guest and this week is no different we've got a pga tour rookie and a guy who really has an amazing story and he's here to tell us all about it chris baker thank you so much for your time man i really appreciate it
1: thanks for having me buddy appreciate it froggy so we've, uh, we
0: have had a really good week this week. The uh, Rocket Mortgage was a good tournament, had a really good field there. And so now we've got uh, one more tournament before we head into our final major of the year. The Open Championship is next week. And so the field is not set uh, 100%. Is that correct, Chris?
1: As far as I know, yeah. There's um, playing the John Deere this week. And I believe one, one guy from the field this week will get in. Um, It's not already exempt. I think the criteria is uh, top five finishers, the low man of that top five, um, already not exempt, will get in. So obviously one more guy is going to go this week and uh, add that to the list of other things that winning a golf tournament or playing well in a golf tournament does for you. So excited for what this week brings. You know,
0: as we approach the the, the Open Championship every year, we really kind of get split up. Some guys go over early. There's a lot of guys playing the Scottish Open that uh, starts tomorrow or actually late tonight if you're watching it on East Coast time. Uh, and then we've still got the John Deere here where there's a – from what I understand and what I've heard in the past, there's a plane that a lot of guys get on and everybody goes over together. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I I don't know much about it. Um, never been on that one, obviously. But uh, I, I heard it's a smaller number this, this year than normally. Um, I think just with the COVID restrictions and traveling overseas and um, people are just doing – their thing i mean i think there's a lot of guys already over there maybe more than normal just because of all the restrictions and the rules and a lot of hoops you have to jump through but um love to be on that plane that'd be a cool uh cool trip i know right so if you're uh if you're watching this on youtube
0: uh we're recording this on tuesday the day before it posts. and so right now while we're doing this we're also watching the match (laughs) with uh Phil and Tom Brady versus Bryson and Aaron Rodgers. So if you're watching this and you're wondering why I'm wearing Buccaneer stuff, well, it's because I'm watching my man Tom Brady try to win something else. Chris, is there anything Tom Brady's not good at? I don't think we figured that out yet.
1: He's pretty incredible. Um, he He was not good at letting the Colts win. That's one thing he was not good at.
0: He was not good at, no, he was not. I think the Colts, Peyton Manning got a, got the best of him a couple times.
1: We, we got him in 08, and uh, other than that, I mean, gosh, that was that was a tough road to the Super Bowl playing Tom Brady. So
0: It was, so you bring up the Colts, and that's funny, so I want to talk about uh, Chris Baker gets his start on a nine-hole course in Indiana. Is that where the golf bug officially bit you?
1: Yeah. I mean, growing up, um, Hickory Hills, we moved, uh, my family moved there in Brownstown in 2000, no, 1995 ish probably. Um, so grew up playing junior golf at Hickory Hills. Um, had a lot of friends. We just kind of meet the golf course and, uh, spend our days there. Um, be it hitting golf balls, hitting wiffle balls, going, finding golf balls. Um, we just had a lot of fun just kind of growing up on the golf course. And, um, was a cool way to, to grow up and, having access to a little nine-hole, nine-hole golf course that was uh, very accommodating to the kids and junior golf and a pro there that was awesome. Um, just Southern Indiana was a great spot for me and um, had three golf courses in the area that I ended up playing on and just a great great way to spend uh, spend my childhood and growing up.
0: Now, did you learn golf from a pro there at the golf course or are you pretty much self-taught early on? Like, how, how does that go from when yeah. you're your parents and you're like, you know what? I kind of like this. I'm kind of into it.
1: I would say my dad introduced me to the game for sure. My dad was a, he skied professional skier. So he's um, he had the, ski, the bug of, you know, professional sports. He probably skied like corn fairy level. Um, but uh, that kind of, I mean, he was always in the competitive nature of things. So he got me into golf. Um, I, I just remember playing some golf with him. Uh, we, I think there was an, definitely John Olson. He was the pro at Hickory Hills. He um, had junior golf lessons. He'd probably have, you know, 40 kids on, uh, I don't know, call it Thursdays. I don't even know what day of Tuesdays. I'm not sure what it was. We would, you know, get together. He would teach us the rules of golf. He would teach us like, um, just everything about golf, like how to, you know, grow up around the game. Uh, and then we'd go play, you know, three holes generally come back. We'd have a, you know, hamburger, hot dog and just kind of all hang out. And it was fun. It was more fun than anything. Um, Nothing more than that, really, just kind of introducing us to the game and teach us some life lessons through golf. So it was very cool.
0: At what age did it register maybe to you, maybe before anybody else, or maybe other people saw it first? At what age did you think, you know what? I might be good enough to play this at a high level.
1: It's tough because I I really don't even know. I mean, I I think even going through college, um, I didn't even know how or – if I wanted to do it, I mean, I've wanted to play golf. Like it was my, like I, I love playing golf. Like I just loved going out, trying to get better um, and just trying to be as good as you could every single day. And that was just, that's kind of how I am. I'm just a grinder just trying to make it work. And um, I don't know if there's ever a time, I think I just turned pro. Um, there's a couple crazy stories I have as far as how I started, but um, yeah, I just turned pro after college and I, I've been running since. So it's, been a cool cool run and just still trying to get to the top and trying to be as good as I can
0: right I definitely want to get to uh some of those stories but with it being your first full year on the on the PGA Tour uh, I saw the emotion that you showed at the Corn Ferry Championship when you won so I I know there has been a long road getting to this point it's not an overnight success story yeah um talk a little bit about those emotions that you had when you finally realized that all the work you've put in and you finally get to the Corn Ferry Championship And you get that coveted PGA tour card.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was an unbelievable day. I mean, it's a, it was a dream of mine to play on the PGA tour. Obviously I want to play at a higher level than just being here. I want to play and compete and win. And I know I can do that. But that day was, it was incredible. I, so Gary Christian, this is a, this is a fun, fun story. So Gary Christian, he's, he actually, he's a reporter now for, golf channel he does some stuff uh, some broadcasting stuff but he we played on the corn ferry tour together um years back and before I'm teeing off he kind of looks at me he goes chris he goes there's days where there's days and times where it's just your time and, and he goes today's your time wow. and that, that was before I tee off so it was um it was, a, it, was an ama- it was an amazing day a very emotional day and um it was just it kind of came together better i mean it was in my home state of indiana and uh very cool Cool experience.
0: What are some of the biggest things that you've learned on the tour? Things that maybe you thought were one way and and, and, and they're another way. What are some of the biggest life lessons that you've learned
1: out here? I mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's a lot of um, everybody's very good at golf, like it's the highest level. I mean, this is the best of the best, right? And um, you can get sidetracked, you know, easily. Um. Start worrying about things that really don't need to be worrying about in your game, and um, just kind of put trust in your abilities and work hard and make every day as as good as you can. Um, outside of that, I mean, learning, traveling—it's obviously crazy. Um, and I've been on the PDA tour for two years now, I guess, because of COVID. But that was that threw a wrinkle in things. Um, it's just now starting to get back to, I would say, closer to full capacity. Detroit last week was was incredible um there was a lot of fans and spectators and that was that was something i'd missed i mean it the pga tour is i mean not only playing golf at the highest level but it's the stage and the atmosphere and the experience is is really cool and it's been it's been a bummer not to have that but last week was it was back it was really exciting to see and um, i'm looking forward to more events like that right well your
0: game has really Uh, come around after missing uh, I believe you had missed six straight cuts now you've made three straight cuts including uh, T26 at the U.S. Open what 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 changed in your game is there any one specific thing that changed
1: Um, you know Froggy I got hurt last year Um, the week basically this week last year um, hurt my shoulder and to be honest I probably should have sat out and not played but I I mean I'm stubborn and I want to I work hard and make things better, and and uh, I, I, I regressed. I went backwards, you know, having a hurt shoulder. My swing got off. Um, I was able to somewhat keep it together just because I was grinding and trying my best and whatever, but um, that was bad. I mean, the shoulder was – the injury was way worse than I, I let it to be. Um, finally getting healthy. I mean, I've been healthy for probably a couple months. I mean, I really haven't felt the left shoulder at all and um been working on my swing hard and um, made some changes there but um been putting it very nice here as of late but you know it just golf is one of those games that confidence good things happen and you just kind of keep snowballing right you keep going and that's that's kind of where i'm at and i'm trying to stay upbeat and um, just keep the momentum going that way
0: Do you find it hard sometimes when you're playing with a guy? And I, I I only ask this because I do this sometimes and I'm playing with my buddies. Do you, do you guys as tour pros, do you see somebody hitting it really good and you see they're doing something maybe different than you're doing and then you find yourself like, well, maybe I'll try that.
1: Yeah, it's really easy. I mean, I think that's where the best golfers out there, they, they, they know what they do well. Right. And they just do that very, very well. Um, I guess an easy reference, right? Where John Deere, Iowa, Quad Cities, um, Zach Johnson, right? Like Zach is, I mean, he was, uh, I looked up to Zach and I I still do. I mean, Zach's an awesome guy and he's very, very, his game's impressive and amazing. But Zach knows what he does well and he just does that and does it to the best of his ability. And uh, his career has been amazing, right? So he's, he's been very uber focused on just doing that, not, not watching Bryson or Phil and um, these guys like that that play different games than him. I mean, they, they're, I mean, top 10, top five in the world right now, but he's not looking at them being like they hit it far. I need to swing, ha- swing far harder and hit it. Right. farther. And my game is wedges and putting and I'm going to do that and be really good at it. And he's done amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rory admitted that he got caught up in in uh, chasing distance and it, it's got to be difficult not to do. Have you ever played with a guy and felt somewhat intimidated by as far as they hit the ball and think to yourself that I'm, I just, I can't do this?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, for sure. I mean, I, I hit the ball plenty far, but not um, not far as some, right? I mean, there's some guys that absolutely vomit and uh, it is intimidating. I mean, you think about, you know, break down their golf game and they hit their driver and they've got a wedge. Right. And I've got a seven iron. Right. I mean, just statistics say that a wedge, you're going to hit closer than a seven iron, regardless of how good you are with a seven iron, like statistics are in the guy with the wedges favor. Um, so it is daunting, right. It gives him, he's got more room for air technically, I guess, but um, you know, like I said before, I'm a grinder, I want to get better. And that's just kind of the road I'm on. And um, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I, I'd love to compete for a win one of these days. And I know I can do it. I'm just gonna keep working harder.
0: I mean, it's got to be a mental kind of mind screw. When, for example, at the Arnold Palmer, Bryson drives it over the pond on I believe it was six. Yeah. And, you know, Lee Westwood hits his driver out there. He hits it up there. Now they're both on the green in, in four, and they're both struggling for par. It's like, wait a second. Sure. Like all that distance didn't pay off in that hole. And I think we've seen that in some cases with Bryson where it was, well, you know, Augusta's a par 65 for me or whatever right. he had said. Where sometimes the distance doesn't work. And, and, and a guy like Bernhardt Longer played with uh, Bryson at Augusta and beat him. I right. mean, distance is not everything.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's the thing with golf is there's so many different ways to win and compete, and um, I think people see one side of the story, right? They always see the story that's hot, the that story that's on the top of the leaderboard, and right. um, I mean there's so many different examples of of guys that don't hit it far that win and compete. I mean you think you think that you have to be the best putter, you have to be the best driver, you have to be the best iron player wedger to win a golf tournament well like you look at statistics and it says that you know if you do one of those categories very very well and lead by a lot like you don't have to be the best at the other three so i mean there's all kinds of different ways to win a golf tournament and, and compete and do do great things but yeah i mean obviously distance is it makes things easier for sure
0: Chris, in your opinion what is the most important thing
1: that will get you to winning um just mental mental like basically belief um just staying strong and staying um just confident i think that's that's the toughest part i i I know i can compete and do well but um i struggle with definitely believing and and uh that part of the game but i mean there's weeks where you're going to be do things great and there's weeks that it's not going to be great it's just you got to be able to somehow stay level-headed and uh keep working hard. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, last week at the, the, uh, at the rocket mortgage, your third round was phenomenal. You really got yourself into the mix. Now was there any was there anything different you did in the third round that you didn't do in one, two and four? Or is it just one of those days where everything is just kind of clicking on that day?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I put it a great that day. I hit it well that day. Um, that was a nice day. Um, Sunday, I just kind of, just off i mean i I was like i wasn't i didn't feel any different um the first hole i hit my middle fairway hit a wedge that i actually liked got that flew maybe three yards too far and in the rough and a bird i mean just legit buried and uh couldn't make par and then the next hole three putted which i hadn't been doing and just kind of got got you know rattled a little bit and then just you know it was a frustrating day for sure and um that's one thing i I, this week i don't want to. That had that happen Um, bad golf happens but um, I felt like I just kind of got rattled and it just ended up poorly so um, but that Saturday was a great day I mean I fully trusted everything I was swinging it great putting it great Um, just one of those days that it's a a fun round of golf and it it was we need more of those (laughs) (laughs) all right
0: we all need more of those I mean I have days where just you know as an amateur I go to the golf course and I'm on the way there and I'm thinking man Swing's feeling good. I'll go to the range, I warm up, I hit it great, and then go to the golf course and nothing works. And then I've had the complete opposite where I go to the golf course, I'm trying this new thing, some video I watched online, I go to the range, I skank it around, and then I go out on the golf course and score well. It makes no sense.
1: It uh, it really does. I mean, golf, I played with a kid today, um, just graduated from Iowa State. So he's in the field, both two cyclones. So uh, I'm actually playing with him this week, Thursday and Friday. So my advice was to him was basically just, you know, make a plan, stick to a strategy, um, work on that and, uh, just do it as good as you can. And, and, you know, every day is gonna be different, but, um, if you make a plan strategy, that's where like, you know, getting a lesson or getting, um, having someone come up with some sort of a strategy to make your golf game better, like Zach, right. I'll go back to Zach Johnson. Um, at some point I'm sure he had somebody say, Hey, like, let's get really good at wedges. And you right. know, the year that he won the masters, um, I yeah, don't, he think didn't he, go for any par five and he, two. He didn't go for a single par five and two. Right. And he made, I don't know how many birdies he made, but I eventually guess it was over. It was probably 60% birdie, 67% birdies on the par fives. And, um, that just speaks to having a plan and working hard at what he's really good at. And that's, that's golf. I mean, every day is not going to be perfect and amazing, but, um, if you have a plan and kind of stick with what you're doing, I think you can do good with it.
0: Yeah. When you're, when you're out on the golf course, are there certain holes that you know are holes where you should go at the pin, and there's other holes where you're just hitting at the middle of the green and trying to get out of there with a par
1: for sure. You know, and and as Sunday was folding poorly for me in Detroit, um, I was just kind of thinking to myself, like, what do I need to do to be competitive or how do I, how do I be better? you know, next week or week after when, when I'm in this position again. And I really thought about it. And, and I was like, you know, these pins are tough. They're very, very difficult pins. And I, I had probably three, at least three balls that were, you know, a couple feet off the green, right? And they're buried in the rough and can't make par because they're short-sighted and deep, deep rough um, and just couldn't get it up and down. Um, so I thought to myself, you know, let let's let's make a plan next time and uh, really stick to it and say, okay, these are the holes. Because we get the pin sheets the night before. Look at the hole and say, you know, this hole we need to be cautious or we need to just – let's give ourselves a 15, 20-foot putt for birdie on the safe side of the hole. Um, we make the putt great. If we don't, okay, no worries. Uh, make our par, move on to the next. And then let's make – you know, let's set a strategy where we have six six holes or however many holes that are are straight green lights. Like let's, let's make birdie, let's hit it close here um and see what happens
0: are you a stats guy are you a guy that for example you know like what you're good at what your strengths are and you know that these are your weaknesses and you try to you try to build on those um
1: i'd be lying if i said i was right like I, i like i said i mean i think i need to get better at that i think that's something that's um definitely i can an area i can improve on um Statistics, I I think statistics are the best way to make golf, um, almost a business. Like they take out the, the, take out the emotional side of golf, right? Like be, uh, be smart, play smart and, and just play to the numbers. Um, and that's the best way to give yourself a, a chance to be competitive. I believe.
0: Now, when you, you said that you're playing with some guys that are, uh, fellow Cyclones this week, when you look at your pairing, uh, are there some pairings you get excited about and there's other pairings that you're like, well, I don't know this guy. Or are there some guys that you'd rather not play with Is it, or or are you just play in your game and it doesn't matter.
1: I wish I could say I played my game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get along with, I mean, I try to get along and not ruffle feathers and um, with everybody, but, yeah, I mean there's guys that I enjoy playing with more than others, but okay. um you know, at the same time you have to play your game and and I hate to have external things bother you and I think the strongest guys mentally don't let that happen.
0: Right, Tiger.
1: Uh, Tiger Woods, right? Like <laughs> Tiger I mean he controlled he controlled the arena, he controlled the course, he controlled he was just I mean everybody was At his peak, everybody was intimidated of Tiger. Right. Right. And um, I think that's something that everybody should do. Right. I mean, not like do that, but let's say because everybody can't be that everybody can't be Tiger Woods. Right. Right. But if you're able to control your own emotions and that's
2: what you have to do. McGregor versus Poirier, three all set for UFC 264. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to one odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 200. And 64 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first round knockout and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds on promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook. App now and use promo code Travis when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win my first round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code Travis to turn $1 into $264 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
0: Yeah, no matter what happens around you, you're going to be you. Correct. That's And everything that's, else just happens. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what he was able to do. And you yeah. saw that firsthand uh, at the 2020 Farmers where you were paired with him. I'll never forget your tweet. You said, am I being pumped? Is this really happening? Right. And you and uh, you and McCumber played
1: with Tiger. Yeah. Uh
0: talk about that experience
1: and yeah, what it so was like playing with Tiger Woods. That was um I'm gonna go ahead and say that Tiger has Tiger's changed. I mean, I think everybody's seen that. Um he's he's not the Tiger that was I mean, he's still uber focused and he still wants to play great. But Tiger was I I, I don't think back when Tiger was early Tiger when he was winning and beating up on everybody and um he was more he was very, very open and very helpful and very respectful. And um it was just an amazing day of golf. Like I was playing at Tiger Woods at uh Torrey Pine South. Like right. his home golf I mean like if Tiger had to be like a home golf course, that's it. Right. And it was um it was just an amazing day. Like Tiger was awesome. Joey was great, his caddy um how did you hit really it? helpful? Um, what's that? How'd you hit it that day? Did you hit it good? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I, mean, I, I played fine. Like I shot, I think I shot 74, um, which on that golf course it's, I mean, that was two over it, it can, it, it's easy to do, right? I think I made, right. I, I made double on, uh, 15 other than that. I played even par, um, played fine. Like I I played good. I, it it's, it, it was a day that I'll never forget and a day that I probably will never experience in my career. I mean, there was probably five to six rows deep of people on every single hole, right? They were all there to see you. You know that, right? They were right. Like (laughs) it was funny. I I mentioned that to him at one point and he he kind (laughs) of chuckled. So, um, I mean, did he, did he have
0: conversations with you about yeah. whether it's golf, whether it's other things, sports, I know he's really a sports guy too. He is. Were you able to have conversations with him?
1: Yeah, we, we talked early in the round for sure. And, and he was very open and very just helpful, right? Like kind of sharing experiences and um, he was great. And and I, I talked to him early on in the round. I kind of, he started playing well and I, I kind of backed off. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to just wear him out. Right. Right. And ask him questions. And, but, um, he was, he was awesome. Like it's a day I'll never forget. And it was something that, you know, I truly will look back and be like, that was, that was really cool. I mean, I, like I've told before, I've got a, I've actually got a picture of me and Tiger playing at Torrey Pines. Like, I mean, ha, who does that? Right. Like, right. I mean, it, so I you grew I mean, up,
0: I mean, you're young enough. You grew up watching Tiger Woods, correct? For
1: sure. Right. Like I right. I mean, right. I, I mean, respect the guy he's been amazing for the game of golf so um it's just it was amazing it was it was a cool cool day
0: did you hit any shots where he said like nice shot or was i mean were, were there any of those where you and you're like i just yeah. hit that in front of tiger woods
1: yeah he was he was he was very he was very supportive and very like every time you know tyler and i did something well he would say good shot and oh, that's uh, good yeah it was it was really cool i mean did it was, you beat
0: him on some holes
1: <sighs> You know, Please tell me you beat him on at least one hole. I'm sure I did. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't like, I didn't break it down to that. I know. Um, we both birdied the third hole, which was really cool. Um, it was neat. We both hit two nice shots in there and two, two nice putts. And um, that was a cool. hole. But uh, the fourth hole was cool. He chipped in on four. Um, wow. first, I'll never forget the first hole. I mean, the first hole at Torrey Pines, um, were you nervous on that first tee? where you just like, just, just, just I mean, let me hit the ball? A little bit, for sure. Um, I was nervous, so I hit, I hit the tee shot in the left rough, wedged that one out because thick rough, and then I had my left myself with like a 60-yard wedge shot to the front pin. Right. Nervous on that one. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> little little wedge shot. I can go like, many
0: different ways. Yeah, I can go like
1: fat or thin in there. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that goes. So, yeah, that was my nerves there, but I'll never forget that hole, right? Tiger hits in that, that left bunker off the tee. And he hits a, I'd venture to guess nine iron, right? Out of the bunker to the front pen. And just the sound of that iron shot was, it was beautiful. It was amazing. And he hits it up there and then he rolls the putt in for birdie. Wow. Place goes crazy. Right. And, uh, I I know I'm thinking to myself at this point, I'm like, this is incredible. Like Tiger Woods, Torrey Pines South, like he's going to shoot 64 today and it's going to be the greatest day ever. Right. Like at that point, like. I obviously still wanted to play well. I think I was 14th going, we were both tied for 14 or something like that going into to Saturday's round. Um, so it still means a lot for me to play well. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for him. Right. <laughs> like right. I, I find myself being like, I mean, that was a cool hole. He made birdie. Everybody goes crazy. I'm like, he's gonna shoot 64. This is gonna be the greatest day ever. And, uh, you know, I, at some point Tyler and I looked at each other, like, this is really cool. Like, we're going to really like, let's enjoy this day. Cause this is, this is something we'll never, ever forget. And we'll, it's just gonna be a great day. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's a great story. Wow. I,
0: mean, I had to be so nervous and it's great that you, it's great that he was so welcoming and warm and, 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 and nice because at least it makes it a pleasant experience. Nothing's worse than when you're excited for something yeah. and then it doesn't go as you hoped it would. Right. And, uh, and it's great that it didn't turn out that way, but it's something you're going to have as a memory for the rest of your life. For sure. Definitely. Exactly. Going back to when you are trying to get on to the PGA tour, and I don't think people understand how difficult the road is. The average person, they play with a guy at their club. He's really good. Like, oh, that guy could play on tour. Like, there's absolutely no chance. Were you even surprised at the talent level, the difference? Even the Corn Fairy tour. People don't realize the Corn Fairy tour is extremely talented players that are just – they just need a couple breaks. Uber
1: talented. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's the level, the amount of talent playing golf right now is it's incredible. Do you think it's better than it's ever been
0: because of equipment, because of data, because of technology, there's just so much that we're now experiencing real athletes playing our game that we love so much.
1: Yeah. It feels
0: like there's better talent than there's ever been across the board.
1: You know, it's hard to say, right. But I think at every level, every sport, right? Like, let's, you said Tom Brady. What is he not good at? Like, Tom Brady is, is he 45?
0: He's 44. I think, I think he's 43. He will be 44 when football season.
1: Comes. Right. I mean, that's, that's absolutely amazing. And yeah. he's, he's still playing at maybe the highest level he's played, right? Like, I mean, I, well,
0: I'll tell you, I was lucky enough. I went to the Super Bowl, my son and I in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, we are huge Buccaneers fans and I watched it firsthand and I tell you the guy does not look right. like he has missed a beat whatsoever. That whole, you know, M- Max Kellerman said he fell off a cliff. Why he, but he, he, he must've fell right onto the very next one because right. he is still absolutely, he hasn't fallen off. And yeah. that, I know that there's going to come a time he will fall off. And I know that Tiger Woods, I, I still believe if injuries hadn't happened, Tiger Woods would have surpassed Jack's total of majors. But when, when Tiger won the, 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 2019 masters, it looked like he, it looked like he had been rejuvenated. Like he was going to do it all over again. Right. Like there's certain guys that the talent level just never ends.
1: Yeah. Just, there's so much technology information, um, athletes. I mean, at, at, no matter what sport it is, the best of the best are here right now. Right. And I think, I think the scary part is, is I think it's just going to always get better right? And, um, just, there's so much information and training and coaching and the the data, the information, like you can just break things down to the smallest, smallest pieces and then work on those little pieces. Right. And then put the whole puzzle together. And, um, I mean, nutrition, I mean, everything, there's just so much information and and it's just, it's, it's really cool to see. And it's amazing. And um it's scary for me because <laughs> i'm not i'm not a you know a young 20 you know 2 year old kid out of college that's right. that's still got you know a lot of a lot of time i mean maybe i've got i hope i've got plenty of time left to play on the pj tour and and continue to get better but um everybody's getting better and and working hard and um the talent just keeps going up so it it's it's uh it's cool for me because i have to push and get better but it's also – it's it's difficult.
0: It is. Chris, you know, you also went – I know you were on the e-golf tour. You did the NGA. You were on so many different mini tours. Just how tough is it at that level to make ends meet so you can keep playing? How close – was there ever a time you thought about, I've got to go do something else?
1: Yeah, I, I've always said if you haven't thought about quitting, you haven't played long enough. <laughs> um, so – yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's financially difficult. It's mentally, it's, it's, it's a big sacrifice to travel and be away from family and friends and um, it's, it's a grind, but you know, I've enjoyed the process um, of the entire, the whole thing. So um, I've thought about quitting. So <laughs> I've, really? I've played long enough. <laughs> you really did think about quitting Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I've had some low points for sure and, um, made it through it. And I, uh, I'm here, I'm here now. So I, a great opportunity ahead of me. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a grind, but there's been a lot of things. It's a lot of stories and a lot of places and a lot of people I've met. It's been extremely, extremely amazing. And, uh, I want to change the way I've done it for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, it makes you appreciate it more. Uh, when it doesn't just show up on your front doorstep, when yeah. it's something that you're searching for and you finally find it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you definitely, you look at where you're at and it's, 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 you appreciate how all the work and, and uh, all the places you've been for sure. Now we share a
0: couple of mutual friends. I know we both know uh, Brian LaRoche, Brian Golf on mm-hmm. uh, Instagram. And we also know Stuart Moore. Now Stuart was the uh, PR guy for the Corn Ferry Tour. and Now is the PR uh, director for the PGA Tour. And I was always under the impression that once you got your PGA tour card, that you were just in, like you just played whenever you wanted to play for however, you know, for that year, as long as you were in, in the money standings. And, but I found out that it, it, it doesn't work that
1: way. No, it's uh, the first year, the rookie year on the PGA tour is it's arguably the most difficult um, year because so essentially the way it works is there's, there's a corn fairy tour category um, and there's 50 guys in that list. Uh-huh. um every week there's categories on the PJ tour from starting from winners um you know P- masters majors all those winners i guess major winners on top um and then it goes tournament winners and then it goes top 125 from previous season um and then it'll go I don't know, medical, right. Major medical guys. And then it'll go down. Finally, you get to my category. Right. So a lot,
0: that's a lot of guys, a
1: lot, a lot of guys, right. So okay. you got Tiger woods, the Brooks kept cause the Bryson's the Roy McRoy's. those guys are on top. Right. They're up here. Jordan Spieth, they're up here. And then Justin, all, those Justin, guys. all those guys, they're up top. And then if they want to play right there, they play whatever they want. Um, Keep their car. For
0: those guys. They do play whenever they of want
1: course, to play, right? If you keep your car. If I finish top one twenty five this year, next year looks very good for me, right? Okay. Like I'll play anything I want. Um, but the weeks that guys don't want to play, or maybe, or they just they've played too many in a row, whatever situation it is, right. they pull out, and then that makes the corn ferry tour guys get in deeper, right? More okay. guys in the category get in, so um, events like. Now we're we're playing late in the year when people are kind of getting tired and they've played forever and what whatnot. Right, they're, right, getting, right. they're getting ready for playoffs. They're taking some weeks off here leading up to the playoffs. So the, the full corn fairy tour category will get in, um, but Imitationals, I, I won't get those. Um, but it is difficult, yeah. So it's 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 a little bit more different than you get your PGA tour card and you play every single every single event.
2: Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor, improve your golf swing today. Pro-level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate, within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with shot tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data and creates a better practice environment not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable, cases about the size of a rangefinder, and you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com.
0: How do you go about planning your schedule around that? So are there certain tournaments you know you're going to get in and then there's other ones you, you just kind of sit and wait?
1: Yeah. I mean, there are events that we know. Like the John D, like this week, like I was pretty confident I was going to get in this event. Um Detroit last week I was pretty confident, although it got closer than I had thought right um so there's 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 events historically you look at the at the numbers from past years um you kind of know where you're gonna stand um, so planning's tough the, the rookie year of scheduling and and making a schedules difficult but
0: now where are you right now and you so, so so at the end of the year your goal is to be in the
1: top one twenty five correct um, are you are you in the 125 now? We're putting on those hiking boots right now and the climbing <laughs> shoes and we got we got a hill to climb. But uh but no, the T26 I, at the US Open had to help. Sneaky yeah, of course, everything helps. But um I think I got 35 FedEx Cup points for that week. Um and it takes 400 to keep your card. Okay. So, um I think I'm right at about 100 points right now. So I need 300 points.
0: So we need a good week this week at the John Deere. Well, we don't need
1: it, but, uh, we don't have to have it, but I'd love to have it. It'd be really nice.
0: <laughs> now, th- now, does, does this course fit fit your eye? Does it fit your game?
1: This is first year out here. First time I've played this golf course. And, um, it's a good golf course. It's a great golf course. Um, I like it. Um, it's bent grass. It's uh Midwest. It's, um, I'm looking forward to this week for sure. It's, it's a, it's a cool event and, um, it's one that I've grown up watching. I've seen, I mean, Zach Johnson, he won it. Um, it's, it's, it's a good golf course. I think it can fit my game well. And um, I'm, I don't see, like, I know that winning scores are in the twenties, right? Like it's uber, uber low scoring. Right. Um, right now I don't see it, but you know, I mean, golf changes, right? Golf changes fast. So you teed up Thursday and you get a little, little adrenaline and a little more focused and I don't know, you go out and you shoot 65, right? Maybe that'll happen. Hopefully that'll happen. So
0: now they do. You know, it, it's pretty shocking and maybe I, I don't fully understand it. And I, I'm sure some other people don't as well. They can really change a golf course from one day to the next. Like you go out one day and it's easy and the next day it's not, that's all set up, correct?
1: hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they can, they can make the greens faster. They can put the pens in more difficult positions. They move tee boxes around. Um, yeah, it, the setups of golf courses, it's its actually quite impressive and quite amazing to see how different and how more challenging they can make and play for sure.
0: Right. What are you working on right now in your swing as, you, as you're coming into this week?
1: Right now, um, it's been a definitely turning rotation, just hips. My hips don't turn great. Um, I'm trying to get them kind of right hip turning up. Left shoulder staying down, um, going back and then right shoulder going down through the ball kind of ground force stuff um, which I have never really done before right but um, yeah I'm just trying to hit cuts.
0: right you know what it's funny is because I know when I when I first started playing golf and and tomorrow on the podcast we're talking to uh, Andrew Rice. okay And Andrew Rice is a, is, is a coach. Yep. He's at the Weston in Savannah and he teaches a lot of rotation low and left exit uh, hit, hit, cuts. And that seems to be so different than from what I was taught when I first started playing golf, I was taught, drop it inside, roll your hands over and swing out to right field. And that was the way everybody was taught, but now the data has changed. And so yeah. now you don't need to roll the face over because that's the, obviously there's timing and it's not as accurate. It's crazy how much our game has changed. Were you taught that way yeah. too early
1: on? I think so. I mean, I think, I think I've gotten to this point with a lot of good timing and um not to say i'm not going to use that but i think i'm trying to trying to get rid of less timing and more you know movements and just square face and yeah like you said the, the face doesn't need to rotate as much right now right different instructors teach different things and i andrew rice i mean he he knows the golf swing better than i did right <laughs> um i've met andrew once but it's there's so many different ways to get the job done. Right. And there's so many different ways to teach the game. And, um, I'm still learning. Right. Like That's the thing about golf. I think, I think we're all still learning. Yeah. Golf's an incredible sport because no matter where you are, you're always trying to improve or learn or do something. And that's right. I think that's why so many people play golf because it's just, you never have it figured out. Right. Every day's different. And there's always something that, Gets you thinking, or right. you know, doing something.
0: You hit one good shot, and you're like, "I got it figured out." Yeah. I'll try yeah. that, and that works for a little while, and then before you know it, that doesn't work, and you and you find something else out. The only thing that I'm probably doing, well, many things I'm doing different than you're doing, is I go on YouTube and watch videos, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to try that." I'm going to try, and then, you know what? That really is the worst thing ever. If you just stick with one thing and you do it right, yeah, you got a much better chance. um I know another. Uh, I think a guy that you've seen in the past for instruction, TJ Eaton. Yep. Who's uh, here in the uh, Ponte Vedra, Jacksonville area as well. Who are you seeing yep. for lessons uh, for your for your swing coach now?
1: Right now, um, Adam Schreiber. I don't know if you know Adam or not, but he's, uh, he kind of comes out. He's in Jacksonville half the year and then up in uh, Michigan, Traverse City, half the year from what I understand. But uh, he travels a fair bit. He's out here this week and um, been working with him for probably a couple months now. Good. So it's going well
0: good i mean whatever you you know th- the thing is is once you meet that connection it goes so much deeper than just the golf swing it's also having a personal yeah. connection where think, you can talk about things and there's so yeah. much more than just talking golf swing and and there is a
1: personal yeah i mean uh, i mean tj's a great friend I, i've worked with tj in the past and um tim cook i worked with tim for a while john pern i've worked with all these guys and and to be honest like they're great friends and I, I i keep great relationships with all of them and adam's a good guy and um it's uh it, it becomes a, a communication thing more than anything and and making a plan and um sometimes those plans work, sometimes those plans don't work. But that's what I think you just have to come down and figure out, hey, this is what we're doing. We're gonna work on this, we're gonna make it work as good as you can, and and uh just keep doing that because if you keep watching different YouTube videos, <laughs> I think you'll uh you'll start spinning in circles. Make you're that make, make a plan, Froggy. Come up with a plan. You're like, what that plan is, let's just do a plan. <laughs>
0: but it, you know, it really is. It, it, it's being committed to, to a swing, and it, it is difficult. But <clears throat> at the level that you're playing at, it's obviously much different than me. But my, my son's 18 years old, and so I, I got him into the game. And now yeah. at the point where he's playing from the tips, I'm playing from wherever the golf course is like 65 6600 yards. Yep. He's playing from 72 7300 yards and he's still hitting it past me. Um but it yeah yeah at first it honestly bothered me, but now we're at a case where it, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch somebody who's really good at golf even yeah. when you're not. Yes. But then sometimes he hits it past me but dad makes par and he doesn't. And I'm like, "See, it's not all about how far you can hit it. It's who can get it in the in the hole the fastest."
1: Right. Just just walk by him and say, "Nice drive, son." As, as you're tapping or tapping your birdie putt, right, and say, "Right." Say, "Nice drive, son."
0: <laughs> we just played. Uh, we played in Destin uh, last weekend, and he bombs a drive to the very, very tip of the fairway. He's got two twenty or two thirty in, and he just smokes it. I mean, it's a tight landing spot. He smokes it onto the green to twenty feet. Right. I lay up, hit wedge to three feet make my putt, I make yeah. birdie. He rolls his eagle putt down, it lips out, he makes birdie. And he goes, wow, there's two ways to play this hole. I said, there sure is, but we both got the same score.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: It is. Before we let you go, I do want to get your point on, uh, I do want to get your view on one other thing. Green, The, the, the green reading book has been mm. a real hot topic here lately. And some people say that, and I believe that green reading is an art. And I, I think that the people who read greens well should be rewarded. Uh, right. And they think that the green, the Green's books are slowing down play and that the better putters will be rewarded when the Green books are taken away. Where are
1: you on this? I've got mixed emotions for sure. I think – I don't think either way is going to make things faster. Um, I think – a sneaky think that there might be a part of me that says if you take them away, it makes it slower. There's, I think you can make that case because obviously the, the book – clarifies it and says, Hey, like, this is kind of a general image. I mean, the greens books, they don't make putts for you. Right. Um, they just kind of show you some contours here or there. Um, I mean, either way, right. If they're legal, I'm going to use it. Right. If they're illegal, I'm not going to use it. Um, as far as speeding up pace of play, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. Um, so I really don't i'm I'm gonna just play Switzerland on this one and say i'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay out of it um and be happy either way right I right. think I think it's yeah good green reading should be rewarded um but there's so many ways to learn like technology right like like you said earlier, like there's so much information I think people can learn to read greens, be it with their eyes or feet or whatever right you can learn to do that right point. Um, there's just so many ways to do it, but, um, yeah, I don't think it matters either way. Right. Well,
0: Chris, good luck this week at the, uh, the John Deere. We will definitely be pulling for you, hoping for a W that will get you into the open. If not, uh, I assume you'll be at the Barbasol, correct? I'll be there. Yeah. We'll see you at the Barbasol and then it's coming down to the, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, we'll be in the playoffs before we know it. Uh, the Olympics will be in there somewhere. And, uh, There's a lot of really good golf coming up. We've had a really good season this year. And uh, thank you so much for your time coming on the podcast. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Roggy. Appreciate it, buddy. Good
0: luck to you, man. Have a good week this week.
2: Thanks, pal. Take care. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to The Stripe Show.